Good morning, everyone, and welcome. Happy fall, y'all. <laughs> I'm kind of really tired of hearing that. So I love fall, but that phrase has kind of gotten out of control. Kind of like pumpkin spice latte, and I know a lot of you will not be happy because I said that. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> I hope you have your coffee with you. And if, if there's some pumpkin spice in there, that's okay. <laughs> um, coffee or tea or water, whatever you got. Um, and we just thank you for joining us this morning. It is fall and I'm very excited and I've been lighting candles and it's it's good. I love it. Um, but before we get started with worship, we just had some announcements. Uh, we have in about two weeks, we have communion coming up. It'll be October 7th, I believe. It's the first uh, Wednesday of the month. So it's like about two weeks. And then October 9th, ladies, we have our next... Um, paint night together and so those are always fun so make sure you keep an eye out for that um, follow us on on social media on instagram and facebook and make sure you're checking the newsletter to make sure you've got all the information for those dates and zoom links that you need um, don't forget thursdays we have our berean bible study so make sure you're plugged into that you get so much good info just knowledge just all around the whole time. It's so good. Um, in the company of others. So that's always fun too. And then October is just a very exciting month because we are getting ready to open up on the lawn. Um, we don't have an exact date yet. So we will let you know in time so you can prepare and dust off your um, beach chairs or buy a cute new uh, picnic blanket. <laughs> but it's going to be good. So we will let you know when that happens. All information will be in the newsletter. Yes. So the, the date we're opening, what to bring, um, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so would you just join us in some worship today and just spend some time in the Lord's presence and um, just prepare your hearts. Take some time to prepare your hearts to receive God's word.
Good morning. Good morning, church family. Good morning, church family. Say hi. Good morning. Hi. Me and the grand dog are ready. Ready for church time. Good morning, church. It's time to worship. Got my coffee. Good morning, Good morning lighthouse. lighthouse. Needs more sugar. Good morning, lighthouse family. I got my coffee brewed, ready to worship and hear the word. Good morning, church. Ready for worship. Are you guys ready for worship? Are you ready to praise the Lord? Hi, church. Good morning. Good morning. Happy, Good morning. Sunday. Happy Sunday. Best wishes from Oxnard. You have a good Sunday church. Bye. Ready for worship. Good morning, Lighthouse. I've got my coffee. Let's go to church. Ready, ready for, for worship. worship. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to church. Hi. Good morning, church. We miss you. We are ready to worship. Hey church, you ready to do life together online? You are the Lord's first and final attempt at you. There, there is not another version that came before you where he was trying to perfect you before you came into the scene. It says that he knew you before you were in your mom's womb. It, he knew you. He planned you out. He's not going to have you go on this earth right now and build you and then try to build you again Again, like it, this is it. This is this is your life. This is your moment. God has built you specifically for his plan. I like this idea of a fingerprint, right? Every single person has a unique fingerprint, including your own fingerprint is different than all the other mm -hmm. fingerprints on your own hand. Like it, it blows my mind. And this idea that you are unique. God crafted you and built you specifically yes. to everything he saw you to become like you you were amazing right god planned you out and i love this idea we're going to jeremiah and we're going to stay in jeremiah chapter one today and we're going to jump around a little bit but we've been in jeremiah chapter one for a little little time now and what i love about jeremiah is god built jeremiah specific to be jeremiah and then he only called jeremiah to be jeremiah like that's, that's the idea behind this book because only he could deliver this message in this way, trusting in God. And so you have all these different people that God doesn't love us all equally. He loves us all uniquely. Yeah. And, and this concept of, well, what do we have in common? If we're all different and we all have different ways of reading the word and bringing the word to life and, and we have all of our creativity and and you like something and I like something and, and even my wife and I are different on er other areas what's the commonality well it, it's Jesus mm -hmm. but digging a little bit deeper it's it's our faith in Jesus so today's message is called strong faith how do we activate this strong faith? How do we move from a faith that has roller coasters or this, we could have these ups and downs or we think, oh, this is going to be good and this is not going to be good. Or how do we develop a strong faith? How did Jeremiah get to the place that he was at where he trusted Jesus, he trusted God, he had faith, but then he kicked it up a notch and he was able to do all that God had asked him to do? Because we need that right now. We're in such a time when we need to hear the voice of the Lord and act on it. 
And Jeremiah unlocks something here in Jeremiah chapter 1 where he got it. He moved from just a faith of salvation to having a foundation on Jesus, a foundation on the Lord. And it moved from just faith to a strong faith. So today, let's let's unpack some of that of what's happening in Jeremiah t- uh, chapter 1. And let's get that in our own lives. Like, I want a strong faith. Patty wants a strong faith. We're, we're establishing a strong faith in our children. And we want to make sure that as your pastors, we can equip you to have a strong faith also. So let's look at this. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 17. Let's jump in. We're going to read a few verses, and then we're going to talk about it. So Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 17. Get up and prepare for action. Go out and tell them everything I tell you to say. Do not be afraid of them, or I will make you look foolish in front of them. That's good right there. That's good on its own. For see, today I have made you strong like a fortified city that cannot be captured. Like an iron pillar or a bronze wall, you will stand against the whole land. The kings, officials, priests, and people of Judah, they will fight you but they will fail for I am with you and I will take care of you. I, the Lord have spoken. Like let that sink in. Let's, let's look at, at verse 17 in, in regards to having a strong faith. See, Jeremiah's responsibility is very simple. See, Jeremiah has a responsibility and Jesus has a responsibility And we're going to unpack those responsibilities today because that ultimately is how we have a strong faith. Jeremiah's responsibility was very simple. It was laid out. It's preparation and proclamation. It's it's preparing and then proclaiming. That's that's all God says that he's, he's supposed to do here is prepare. Right? Verse 17 says, get up and prepare for action. Depending on your translation, it might be a little bit different here. In, in a, a literal translation, I was noticing that it also said, uh, gird your loins, right? It says, get ready. And the, the imagery here is saying, wherever you are stuck at, wherever you are laying down, wherever you are comfortable, you need to tuck in your robe into your belt because you're about to run. Remember, your robe is your identity. Remember, like, that's what we learn. Yeah. That it represents your identity. So really just prepare who you are, all of who you are. Yeah. And get ready. I love that. Because, I mean, even looking at the imagery, it what is impa- impacted here or unpacked, if you will, mm-hmm. is it's taking the robe and it's securing it tightly so that you do not lose your robe as you're running. And so sometimes when we start running forward, we can get sidetracked, right? And we're going to talk about that in the next sermon series a little bit. Like we're trying to run forward and our identity can can shift or whatever. And, and yeah. Well, it's just a good reminder of what you were saying a little bit ago of the Lord made you, you. He made mm-hmm. me, me. And you, you don't need to try to be anybody else, you know? So again, like you gird your loins, <laughs> you know? Take all of your identity and secure it. Um, it's just, oh, there's so much in that verse, and I wish we could just expand on that because it's so good. But yeah. 
Jeremiah's responsibility to prepare and proclaim. Prepare and proclaim. Write that down, right? Write down if Jeremiah is called by God to prepare and then proclaim, because that's what's going to keep him founded in this strong faith, what do you think we need to be doing? What is it that we are supposed to be preparing right now? What is it that we're supposed to be proclaiming? And I kind of feel like a broken record right now because that's what the last several three, four, five weeks have been on. But we need to get this down. This is our foundation because very shortly we're going to be opening up the church on the lawn and going to a new season. And if, if you do not have this foundation, if you do not have the strong faith, it's going to be difficult to run forward. It says prepare yourself, like tighten your belt around your clothes because you're going to start running. Likewise, get your faith foundation in Jesus down because this next season, we're running forward after this vision. So get up, prepare for action. Man, the the more we develop our faith, the more we need to be ready to listen and act on the Lord. I love that that other, other part of the verse. Tell them everything I tell you to say. Tell them everything. Tell them everything. I mean, really think about that. Tell them everything that I tell you to say. So this is understanding in preparation time. That's the time that we're in our word reading. That's when we're actually preparing. Mm-hmm. Because whatever God is going to tell us to say, he's already said it in our, in our Bibles. And as we prepare, we're, we're in digesting his word, if you will. That's the preparation. And then in this next season, we're proclaiming it. Yeah. We can't proclaim what's not in us. Yeah. And so the, the interesting thing about this verse, it says, get up, tell them everything I tell you to say. So think about this for, for just a moment. When he says, tell them everything that I tell them to say, it's actually a precision measurement. It's meaning don't mix your own thoughts or agendas into the word that you're supposed to be delivering. Don't add to it and don't take away from it because you feel like you might hurt their feelings. Right? Don't don't try to coax your own agenda into proclaiming the word of God and then don't strip away the, the power of the word. Don't water it down. I, I, I was uh, making cookies. Ah, uh, man, I can't remember. It was a while ago. I feel like COVID times have just lost all sense of time. Like, it's just craziness. But I, I made these cookies. And, like, I've always been under the firm belief that more butter is just better. Like, that's just the way it is. You know, if you just add more butter, it's going to be better. If you add more bacon, it will always be better. <laughs> like, there's certain things you just you just keep adding, and it just gets better and better. Um, not so much with cookies, I found out. So I'm making these cookies, and I'm eyeballing a lot. Like, I do a lot of steaks and chicken and meats, and, like, you can just, you can just eyeball stuff, and it's going to turn out good every time. But with baking, it's a science. So I, I'm making these cookies, I'm mixing everything together and I take the sticks of butter, I cut it and I'm like, oh, this is probably a tablespoon or whatever. It was more like half a cup of butter. Like it was just an excessive amount of butter. 
And so I mix it all together and I'm just like, oh, these are going to be so buttery and moist and delicious and so good. And I do the scoops on there and I and I put it, the pan in the, the oven and then like I go and check on them. And I was like, what happened to my cookies? It's just one big rectangle <laughs> cookie now because I had added too much butter into it. So they melted and just spread out and then combined. And it was no longer cookies. It was cookie. It was a brookie. A brookie? It's a brownie cookie. How did it become a brownie cookie? Because it's one just big piece, oh. so you can just slice it up. <laughs> in my head, I got mixed up. I was like, a chocolate is in there now? <laughs> so it all combined. And it was because I excessively added something that I wasn't supposed to add. And so when we take the word of God and we, we ingest it or digest or consume it, if you will, and we need to deliver the word of God as the Lord's promise, if we're altering it or adding to it or subtracting to it, uh, really changing the message, if you will, it it's not good. You know, it can get convoluted or it can get confusing. It, it, it loses the authority. I mean, the Holy Spirit is still going to show up. But, but we need to be careful and cautious mm-hmm. that we are precisely taking the word of God and delivering it how we should. You know, and... And I, I want to say, the whole, as when we're doing our best, when we're trying our hardest to deliver this accurately, the Holy Spirit's going to keep working on us, right? But what I'm what I'm trying to get at is is not just the mistakes of delivering it; it's the intent of forming your own agenda and contorting the word for your benefit. That's what I'm leaning into here. It's not out of ignorance of, oh, I delivered the message a little bit wrong or I said this word a little bit off. It's not the, the precision, if you will. That's, that's the Holy Spirit that's going to come in. But it's when you're manipulating mm-hmm. the word to have your agenda rather than the agenda of God. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm getting at here. Man. And then, then it goes into, do not be afraid of them or God will make you look foolish. Wow. The Old Testament consistently says that we need to have the fear of the Lord in us. Right? It's this reverence. Mm -hmm. It's this honor. It's this this thing that you have towards God. But when you place that on people and, and you honor people and you have this reverence of people and you care more about what they think towards you, that's when God's like, hmm, I'm supposed to be honored. I'm supposed to be on the pedestal. And and this is the moment when God's like, when you shift people to where God is supposed to be, Jesus is supposed to be in your life, that's the moment he's going to make you look foolish. That's the word. That's that's what my Bible is saying here. And and I want to encourage you, the more time you spend preparing and proclaiming the word. So it's like this, you you bring it into your life and then you you put it back out and up for your life, right? The more you do that, the less hiccups and the less frustrations and the less people are going to, it's it's going to start working out. Mm-hmm. This, this is what's needed for a strong faith. It's the preparing time. It's the preparation of the word and the proclaiming. There's too many believers that, think that it's okay to have one without the other, 
right? There's, there's the people that are in the camp of, I'm just going to study the word, but that's going to be it. I don't want to take action on it. And we know we read in Matthew and last week, and we know in Luke chapter six, you have to take action based on the word. But it's all about preparation and then pro- pro- proclaiming it. Right? And then you have the other camp who's more about proclaiming the word, but they don't prepare in the word. Like they don't know their word at all. And this is extra dangerous because they're not only proclaiming what they think the word is, sometimes they mix up other quotes from other people that aren't even Christian and proclaim those as the word of God. Or even if they are proclaiming God's word and it is found in scripture, it's a lot of times it's taken out of context oh, yeah. for the people in that camp of just, no, no, that's not how God was saying it. <laughs> that's not how he meant it. And the only way to know how God meant it is if you're actually studying it. You know, you, you, you got to put in that extra effort to prepare. That's what preparation is all yeah. about. You know, yeah. you got to make sure, I don't know, if as long as, if God tells you, you're going to look like a fool. <laughs> then I'm going to do everything I can to prepare to not yeah. look like a fool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's huge. All right. Let's read, let's look at 17 through 19. One more time. Let's read this. So we looked at Jeremiah's responsibilities. Let's look at the Lord's responsibilities. Actually, 18 through 19. I'm sorry for that. For see today, I have I have made you strong like a fortified city that cannot be captured. Like an iron pillar or a bronze wall, you will stand against the whole land. The kings, officials, priests, and people of Judah, they will fight you, but they will fail. For I am with you, and I will take care of you. I, the Lord, have spoken. See, Jeremiah's responsibilities, as as we talked about it, were preparation and proclaiming. Preparation and proclamation. But God's responsibility is preservation. Right, so in, in this context, in this this piece of scripture, as Jeremiah was preparing and proclaiming, God was preserving. God was preserving. Have you ever um, have you ever preserved something in your in your house? Have you ever done uh, like fruit or something in jars, or done canning, or um, maybe some tomato sauce? You know, was Yvonne just did some tomato sauce recently? Mm-hmm. But have you ever have you ever Take in, let's say, like some peaches, okay? And I'm, I have this like vivid memory of when I was a kid and we like canned all these peaches. And we had all these peaches, but imagine that you cut all the peaches, right? You cut them in half and you separate them. And then you put half of them, that one half of all the peaches in jars and you, you preserve it and you can them and you do all that stuff and you seal it correctly. And the other half you leave on your counter, just sitting there. Patty's already freaking about thinking about the ants right now. She was like, all the ants are going to find me in the whole land. They're all going to come here and eat all these. But but think about it. What's what's the timing? How long are those peaches going to last in in those jars? I don't know how long they last. But how long do they last on the countertop? Not, Not very long. Like we're talking a few days. Like they're already cut up. I mean, like three, four, five days. No, gonna, Ollie's around. He'll swoop them. There, yeah, he'll, he'll be take gone. Care of it. <laughs> but there's this, there's this thing where 
if they're not preserved and they're left alone, isolated away from what can preserve them, they'll get moldy. They'll rot. They'll rot. They'll get discarded. They'll be thrown away. But see, when they're preserved, they stay in the same state from the day you put it in. Right? Flavor profiles might change and, and get better over but time. it's still edible. But it's still it's, edible. It still has a purpose. Yeah, it, it's... Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's it's purposed. Man, I mean, I mean, think about that. God's responsibility is, is preservation. It's preserving. Think about all the different things that as a canned jar of peaches and all the things that are happening on that and all the things that are, are sitting longevity wise with that, the protection that goes along with it. Think, think about that as an illustration of, of what is God doing in your life through preservation and, and protecting and protection and all the different things of, of the same properties that are illustrated as that peach inside of a jar is kind of what God is explaining in the scripture over our lives. It's like this walled protection. It talks about the fortified city. It's a longevity and lasting. It's, it's all of these things. So right now, uh, I want to do something. We do this every week. I think we forgot to do it last week, so I can't say we do it every week. We try to do it every week. But the, Well, the Holy <laughs> Spirit was moving, right? So yeah. it's okay. <laughs> so what we're, what we're going to do is we do this thing called doing life in the comments. Right, we want to do life together. That is one of the the pillars of our church, if you will, is doing life together. So right now we're going to take a couple minutes, jump into the comments, and I want you to have a dialogue. Okay, I want you to answer the question I'm about to say, and maybe respond to a couple people. And if you don't have enough time, maybe after service, go back and respond to people then. Like that's a great way to do life together and build encouragement. But the question today. How does Jesus preserve you? How does Jesus preserve you? We just talked about the, the jar of peaches, but what are you doing? What, is, what do you feel like? How, how is Jesus engaging and preserving you in your life? So let's jump in the comments and, and share that and respond together. Yeah. 
Welcome back. Okay, well, let's look at this. Let's look at the scripture. Verse 18. For see, today I have made you strong like a fortified city that cannot be captured. So one way that, that the Lord is making us, is preserving us, is by giving us strength. Like we have the strength to last throughout our all of our days, right? He preserves, preserves us by giving us strength. But how does he give us strength? Right, he gives us strength because we are preparing ourselves in the word of God. So think about this, this relationship that we have with Jesus, right? We sit there and we are preparing ourselves in the word. And because we are preparing ourselves in a word, he is giving us strength and preserving us throughout all of our days. It's like, it's, it's this give and take, give and take of strengthening our faith. But the, the key word in this scripture, if you don't have a circle, circle it. I haven't circled it yet, so I need to circle it. But for C, today. Circle the word today. So after you circle it, I'm going to circle it. Circle in your Bible. Underline it. Today, I have made you strong. Now, think, think about that. Think about what that implies. Today. It's not talking about yesterday. It's not talking about the day before. It's saying that your daily word, what you get out of the word today, you are gaining strength. It's this daily digging. It's this daily moment we have with Jesus that gives us strength for that day and for all of our future days. It's, it's a continuous addition to our foundation. It's just strengthening our foundation. Today, I have made you strong. If, if you're feeling like your faith is going up and down and some days it's strong faith and some days it's weak faith, I want to encourage you, maybe a little bit convicting, I don't know. It's all about today. Today is a new day. Today is a day that you can go in your word and even just get a verse, get on a reading plan, get something in your spirit to get strengthened. Right, your strong faith comes from today. Yep. And I love that. I love that idea. Today he makes us strong. The the idea of it continues on. The verse goes into first see, today I have made you strong, like a fortified city that cannot be captured. So in, in this time, when cities were fortified, and when they talked about these cities being fortified, they were talking about these massive walls. And the ability for everyone to be contained inside the city for days, weeks, years. And enemies couldn't overtake it. They would come up and then they would just surround the city and wait. They, the enemy was not strong enough to break the defenses. Their, their only chance of winning was right, is if the people inside gave up and said, you know, what? I'm done. And a lot of times they gave up because they were starving to death. Wow. So, right? Okay. Yeah. We're, we're catching it. Our strength comes from God's protection. But when we see the enemy surrounding us, it can be scary, which can cause us 
to start starving ourselves and want to give up. Mm. What are we starving ourselves of? I think it's evident the word, right? When we start getting frustrated, I mean, think about it. Like, I feel like we've all been there. And if not, maybe it's just me. So that's like really embarrassing. But the moment when the enemy is just attacking on all sides, it's like you can get distracted and you're focused and it's like, oh, they're they're running rampant here. They're going here. They're encircling all these other areas. It's discouraging. It's frustrating. All these things are happening. And we forget the necessity to sit down and eat, sit down and read the word. And because of that, we go re- we we grow weaker and weaker, and we start starving ourselves to where we just want to give in to the enemy and say, you know what, just you, you win. I I can't take it anymore. I mean, it's yeah, being a pastor, being a youth pastor. I remember so many times you just see the look of hopelessness on someone's eyes because they're starving. Because they see the enemy surrounded in their life and they want to give up only because they're starving. And if they would only eat, consume the word, going back to that first point of the preparation Mm -hmm. of getting it in your life so that you're not starving. See, the the enemy has already lost. It's true. Right? We're more than conquerors. Jesus already won. And the only thing enemy can do is try to convince us to give up. And a lot of times it's scare tactics and do this. And, you know, it's like Goliath sat there before the, the you know, Philistines before uh, David and all the other, that he would just shout insults saying, come out here, you blah, blah, you know, just trying to scare him. And that's the same tactics the enemy does is just try to discourage you and convince you to give up. And it's, it's easy to do that if, if you, if you're not eating, you're not consuming the word. Your nourishment comes from the Lord strengthening you daily, preserving you, preserving you with his word. Another, another aspect of preserving is eternity. I mean, just taking a step back and thinking about how God preserves, he preserves our soul forever right? Forever. (laughs) And so that's, that's another look in this glimpse of this preserving that God does. He's saying, if if you believe in me and you accept me as your Lord and Savior, right? I will preserve you. I, I will give you a future, a hope, a new home, heaven. And he is the one who's preserving our souls for eternity. I mean, that's, that's on him. I don't know the science behind it, it's just a faith thing. And that's that's where he's at. Uh, another thing, in in turmoil, in in times of like stress and frustrations and whatever is going on, he preserves our mind, our heart, our life. So he preserves us through the enemy, through life situations, because he is with us. Look at verse 19. Did you catch that ending? They they will fight you, but they will fail. Why will they fail? For I am with you, and I will take care of you. My, trans- <clears throat> Excuse me. My translation says, 
but I will deliver you. Mm. Yeah, so good. <clears throat> they will fight you, but they will fail. For I am with you, and I will take care of you. God is preserving us because he's with us. And it all goes back to, I know this whole sermon series is, is faith check. It's, it's checking your faith. And your faith has to have a firm foundation on Jesus. And we talked about this. We've talked about this for a few weeks. There's a difference between salvation and foundation. See, salvation is, is accepting that Jesus Lord. But foundation in Jesus comes when we take the word and we're acting on it. We're incorporating it into our lives. And that's, that's where it says, I am with you. He's literally saying, like, he's not just some floating thing that's going on in this room, but he's saying, hey, I guess what? I'm, I'm with you. As you read this word and you study it and it's in you, that's me. That's, that's our relationship growing. And I, I love that idea. Your faith is strong because Jesus preserves you through preparing and proclaiming his word. It's this back and forth thing that's happening. Sorry to bump your pen. And so uh, I want to jump over to Jeremiah chapter 20 because there is this imagery of what it looks like with Jesus preserving us through our preparation and our proclamation of his word. So Jeremiah chapter 20. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 11 through 13. But the Lord stands besides me like a great warrior. Before him, my persecutors will stumble. They cannot defeat me. They will fail and be thoroughly humiliated. Their dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord of heaven's armies, you test those who are righteous and you examine the deepest thoughts and secrets. Let me see your vengeance against them, for I have committed my cause to you. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for though I was poor and needy, he rescued me from my oppressors. I love it. But the Lord stands beside me like a great warrior. And it just affirms what the scripture says in the New Testament, right? The word of God is, is sharper than any two-edged sword. See, his, his, the Lord stands beside me like a great warrior. And his, his word is, is a weapon. It's, it's all about preparing and proclaiming, right? If, if you want to think about it, it's like every breath we take. Like think about that imagery when you're reading your Bible. It's like, breathing this this breath of life the word of god into you but you have to exhale exhale it out and proclaim it you have to be doing both before him my persecutors will stumble they can't defeat me they will fail and be thoroughly humiliated man i i hope you're encouraged today I hope you're watching and you realize the importance of preparing and proclaiming. And I hope I hope you understand that when we're when we're focused in on what the Lord is saying to us and then through us, that's when his preserving starts coming in. 
right? Preserving us in battle and protecting us and having us last forever. You know, all these things are, are in combined together. And I just, I absolutely love it. So let's, let's talk about next step for this week. Your next step is to make sure your faith is strong. I want you to prepare and proclaim his word. I mean, I, I hope it, it wasn't, this isn't a shock. <laughs> this is a whole mess today. So what I want you to do is get a verse this week for your life to meditate on and start proclaiming it. Okay, it, it, just open up your Bible. Find something that's speaking to you for this season right now. And don't be ashamed of Google. Okay, if you need to find a verse on a specific topic, go to Google, get into your Bible, message us on the website. We'll help you find one. Well, here's, okay, so here's an idea. Um, for those of you who like um, social media and are on there, use it for good. <laughs> um, Instead, you know, look for the accounts that are sharing scripture. And if you don't know of any good ones, message me. I can give you some. Um, follow some of the people, you know, from church. I know there's people there who share scripture. And if there's a scripture that you find on somebody's social media account that really speaks to you, then here's mm -hmm. my challenge to you is don't just go off of what that little image says. Okay. If that verse really spoke to you, turn to your Bible. Look it up. Mm -hmm. read it read the verses before and after and if you have questions message us ask us like well we'd love to yeah. have conversations about that um but that's part of that preparation of you you can't just be satisfied with oh that was a good verse and you just keep scrolling you know um that's just breathing it in that's not breathing that's it out yeah yeah exactly yeah. um really do you know turn to your bible to your your actual bible or if you have the bible app on you know turn to the word and look it up memorize it for that week or that day, you know, or that day, yeah. focus on, on the day. And if it rolls over to the next day, then great. But do, do that preparation. <laughs> yes. So today, usually we have like one next step, but today's going to be a next steps. There's gonna, we're going to double down on the next stepness. Okay. Cause we're asking you to do a next step personally, like finding, finding the word, breathe it in, breathe it out. But I also have a, a, a specific verse for our church in the next season. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you if, if you want to go the extra step this week, um, would you partner with Patty and I and proclaim this scripture over our church, our next season, this next vision, uh, just over it all. Just, just be partnered with us on this. And that is Matthew chapter five, verse 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Would you would you please like write this down or put it somewhere where you can just read it and proclaim it and speak it out loud? And as you're reading it and proclaiming it, just lift it up to God and saying this, God, we lift this for our, our church's next season because our next season I'm I'm thrilled about. I'm really excited about where we're headed. Like it's really soon. So our whole next season is change your city. 
That's just three words. Change your city. And this next sermon series is going to launch us into that season, which is also entitled Change Your City. But the whole sermon series is, it's all about Capernaum, this this one city inside the Bible. It's where Jesus was doing ministry. And we're going to look at different roads connected to Capernaum. We're looking at miracles in Capernaum. We're looking at the, who is called and just things that happen, lessons. And and one of the, the cool things is just outside of Capernaum, Jesus gave a sermon. And in that sermon was this verse. And that's that's why this verse is speaking to us. Not only is our church named Lighthouse, which is light shining, but and this verse was spoken right outside of Capernaum with Jesus. It just it's all fitting together of of where we're headed, and we, we want to invite you to partner in prayer and proclaiming this scripture over our church, over your heart partnered with the church, over yeah. everyone involved, and and I'm I'm excited about it. We're we're reopening our church on the lawn real quick. And that's that's when we're gonna launch our our this new sermon series and this new um, season of our church. Mm-hmm. So let's get this scripture in and let's proclaim it starting today. And that's Matthew five verses fourteen through sixteen. Yes. And with that, let's go ahead and pray. And thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, and don't forget you can join. Sorry, since we're on the subject of you know getting in the word. Thursdays, we have the Bible study. So mm-hmm. if you want the Zoom link, let us know so you can get in there and you'll learn about context and background and all that good stuff. <laughs> so let's pray. Lord, I just pray for a just a supernatural anointing uh, just today and going into this week that we would be energized and reinvigorated and just ready to just launch forward. God, almost like a a, a springboard above a pool that we would jump on it with this message and dive into our week, just excited and ready to to swim in all the encounters and bring your word with us. Lord, I pray for this understanding of breathing in your word and breathing it out and preparing and proclaiming. We already know that you're going to show up to strengthen us. That's that's a given. That's not That's not something we have to earn. That's just something that you just love bestowing upon us. And we just pray for for strength that we know that you'll give in all the areas of our lives. And pray for strength in in our situations, in our families, and and just the boldness of proclaiming your word in all of our cities and all of our areas. In your mighty name, amen. Amen.